Blessings and good day to you all. Welcome to August 9th. We're on day 220 of Bible in a Year with Bill. Today, we're going to continue in 2 Chronicles. We're going to read chapters 19 to 21. And then we're going to read the first half of Psalm 104. We're going to read chapters 1 to 23 in Psalm 104. So let's get right into it. The book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 19. But Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, got home safe and sound. Jehu, son of Hanani the seer, confronted King Jehoshaphat. You have no business helping evil, cozying up to God-haters. Because you did this, God is good and angry with you. But you're not all bad. You made a clean sweep of the polluting sex and religion shrines, and you were single-minded in seeking God. Jehoshaphat kept his residence in Jerusalem, but made regular made a regular round of visits among the people, from Beersheba in the south to Mount Ephraim in the north, urging them to return to God, the God of their ancestors. And he was diligent in appointing judges in the land. Each of the fortress cities had its judge. He charged the judges, This is serious work. Do it carefully. You are not merely judging between men and women. These are God's judgments that you are passing on. Live in the fear of God. Be most careful, for God hates dishonesty, partiality, and bribery. In Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat also appointed Levites, priests, and family heads to decide on matters that had to do with worship and mediating local differences. He charged them, Do your work in the fear of God. Be dependable and honest in your duties. When a case comes before you involving any of your fellow citizens, whether it seems large, like murder, or small, like matters of interpretation of the law, you are responsible for warning them that they are dealing with God. Make that explicit, otherwise both you and they are going to be dealing with God's wrath. Do your work well, or you'll end up being as guilty as they are. Amariah, the chief priest, is in charge of all cases regarding the worship of God. Zebediah, son of Ishmael, the leader of the tribe of Judah, is in charge of all civil cases. The Levites will keep order in the courts. Be bold and diligent, and God be with you as you do your best. 2 Chronicles, chapter 20. Sometime later, the Moabites and Ammonites, accompanied by Meunites, joined forces to make war on Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat received this intelligence report. A huge force is on its way from beyond the Dead Sea to fight you. There's no time to waste. They're already at Hazazon Tamar, the oasis of En Gedi. Shaken, Jehoshaphat prayed. He went to God for help and ordered a nationwide fast. The country of Judah united in seeking God's help. They came from all the cities of Judah to pray to God. Then Jehoshaphat took a position before the assembled people of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of God in front of the new courtyard and said, O God, God of our ancestors, are you not God in heaven above and ruler of all kingdoms below? You hold all power and might in your fist. No one stands a chance against you. And didn't you make the natives of this land leave as you brought your people Israel in, turning it over permanently to your people Israel, the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived here and built a holy house of worship to honor you, saying, When the worst happens, whether war or flood or disease or famine, and we take our place before this temple, we know you are personally present in this place, and pray out our pain and trouble, we know that you will listen and give victory." And now it's happened. Men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir have shown up. 
You didn't let Israel touch them when we got here at first. We detoured around them and didn't lay a hand on them. And now they've come to kick us out of the country you gave us. Oh dear God, won't you take care of them? We're helpless before this vandal horde ready to attack us. We don't know what to do. We're looking to you. Everyone in Judah was there, little children, wives, sons, all present and attentive to God. Then Jehaziel was moved by the Spirit of God to speak from the midst of the congregation. Jehaziel was the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, the Levite of the Asaph clan. He said, Attention everyone, all of you from out of town, all you from Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, God's word. Don't be afraid. Don't pay any mind to this vandal horde. This is God's war, not yours. Tomorrow you'll go after them. See, they're already on their way up the slopes of Ziz. You'll meet them at the end of the ravine near the wilderness of Jeruel. You won't have to lift a hand in this battle. Just stand firm, Judah and Jerusalem, and watch God's saving work for you take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly tomorrow. God is with you. Then Jehoshaphat knelt down, bowing with his face to the ground. All Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshipping God. The Levites, both Kohathites and Korahites, stood to their feet to praise God, the God of Israel. They praised at the top of their lungs. They were up early in the morning, ready to march into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they were leaving, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Listen, Judah and Jerusalem, listen to what I have to say. Believe firmly in God, your God, and your lives will be firm. Believe in your prophets and you'll come out on top. After talking it over with the people, Jehoshaphat appointed a choir of God dressed in holy robes. They were to march ahead of the troops, singing, Give thanks to God. His love never quits. As soon as they started shouting and praising, God set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir as they were attacking Judah, and they all ended up dead. The Ammonites and Moabites mistakenly attacked those from Mount Seir and massacred them. Then, further confused, they went at each other, and all ended up killed. As Judah came up over the rise, looking into the wilderness for the horde of barbarians, they looked on a killing field of dead bodies, not a living soul among them. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to carry off the plunder, they found more loot than they could carry off, equipment, clothing, valuables. It took three days to cart it away. On the fourth day, they came together at the Valley of Blessing, which is Baraka, and blessed God. That's how it got the name, Valley of Blessing. Jehoshaphat then led all the men of Judah and Jerusalem back to Jerusalem, an exuberant parade. God had given them joyful relief from their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and came to the temple of God with all the instruments of the band playing. When the surrounding kingdoms got word that God had fought Israel's enemies, the fear of God descended on them. Jehoshaphat heard no more from them as long as Jehoshaphat reigned. Peace reigned. That about sums up Jehoshaphat's reign over Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king and ruled as king in Jerusalem for 25 years. His mother was Azubah, daughter of Shilhi. He continued the kind of life characteristic of his father Asa. No detours, no dead ends, pleasing God with his life. But he failed to get rid of the neighborhood sex and religion shrines. People continued to pray and worship at these idolatrous god shops. The rest of Jehoshaphat's life, from start to finish, is written in the memoirs of Jehu, son of Hanani, which are included in the royal annals of Israel's kings. Late in life, Jehoshaphat formed a trading syndicate with 
Ahaziah, king of Israel, which was very wrong of him to do. He went in as partner with him to build ocean-going ships at Ezion Geber to trade with Tarshish. Eliezer, son of Dodavahu of Marasha, preached against Jehoshaphat's fencer. Because you joined voices, forces with Ahaziah, God has shipwrecked your work. The ships were smashed, and nothing ever came of the trade partnership. Second Chronicles chapter 21 Jehoshaphat died and was buried in the family cemetery in the city of David. Jehoram his son was the next king. Jehoram's brothers were Azariah, Jehiel, Zechariah, Azariahu, Michael, and Shephatiah, the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Their father had lavished them with gifts, silver, gold, and other valuables, plus the fortress cities in Judah. But Jehoram was his firstborn son, and he gave him the kingdom of Judah. But when Jehoram had taken over his father's kingdom and had secured his position, he killed all his brothers along with some of the government officials. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king and ruled in Jerusalem for eight years. He imitated Israel's kings and married into the Ahab dynasty. God considered him an evil man. But despite that, because of his covenant with David, God was not yet ready to destroy the descendants of David. He had, after all, promised to keep a light burning for David and his sons. During Jehoram's reign, Edom revolted from Judah's rule and set up their own king. Jehoram responded by setting out with his officers and chariots. Edom surrounded him, but in the middle of the night, he and his charioteers broke through the lines and hit Edom hard. Edom continues in revolt against Judah right up to the present. Even little Libna revolted at that time. The evidence accumulated. Since Jehoram had abandoned God, the God of his ancestors, God was abandoning him. He even went so far as to build pagan sacred shrines in the mountains of Judah. He brazenly led Jerusalem away from God, seducing the whole country. One day he got a letter from Elijah the prophet. It read, From God, the God of your ancestor David, a message. Because you have not kept the ways of Jehoshaphat your father and Asa your grandfather, kings of Judah, but have taken up with the ways of the kings of Israel in the north, leading Judah and Jerusalem away from God, going step by step down the apostate path of Ahab and his crew, why, you even killed your own brothers, all of them better men than you. God is going to afflict your people, your wives, your sons, and everything you have with a terrible plague. And you are going to come down, with a terrible, come down with a terrible disease of the colon, painful and humiliating. The trouble started with an invasion. God incited the Philistines and the Arabs who lived near the Ethiopians to attack Jehoram. They came to the borders of Judah, forcing their way in, and plundered the palace, robbing the royal palace of everything in it, including his wives and sons. One son, his youngest, Ahaziah, was left behind. The terrible and fatal disease in his colon followed. After about two years, he was totally incontinent and died writhing in pain. His people didn't honor him by lighting a great bonfire, as was customary with his ancestors. He was 32 years old when he became king and reigned for eight years in Jerusalem. There were no tears shed when he died. It was good riddance, and they buried him in the city of David but not in the royal cemetery. Psalm 104, verses 1 to 23. O my soul, bless God. God, my God, how great you are! 
beautifully, gloriously robed, dressed up in sunshine and all heaven stretched out for your tent. You built your palace on the ocean depths, made a chariot out of clouds and took off on wind wings. You commandeered winds as messengers, appointed fire and flame as ambassadors. You set on earth, you set earth on a firm foundation so that nothing can shake it ever. You blanketed earth with ocean, covered the mountains with deep waters. Then you roared and the water ran away. Your thunder crash put it to flight. Mountains pushed up, valleys spread out in the places you assigned them. You set boundaries between earth and sea. Never again will earth be flooded. You started the springs and rivers, sent them flowing among the hills. All the wild animals now drink their fill. Wild donkeys quench their thirst. Along the riverbanks, the birds build nests. Ravens make their voices heard. You water the mountains from your heavenly cisterns. Earth is supplied with plenty of water. You make grass grow for the livestock, hay for the animals that plow the ground. Oh yes, God brings grain from the land, wine to make people happy, their faces glowing with health of people well-fed and hardy. God's trees are well watered, the Lebanon cedars he planted. Birds build their nests in those trees. Look, the stork at home in the treetop. Mountain goats climb about the cliffs. Badgers burrow among the rocks. The moon keeps track of the seasons. The sun is in charge of each day. When it's dark and night takes over, all the forest creatures come out. The young lions roar for their prey, clamoring to God for their supper. When the sun comes up, they vanish, lazily stretched out in their dens. Meanwhile, men and women go to work busy at their jobs until evening. So God, Lord of the heavens, Lord of creation, I pray that you would bless the reading of this word today. Thank you, Lord, for this message, this paraphrased message. And thank you, my friends, for joining me today. I will see you tomorrow. Take care now.